listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Tuesday afternoon, and I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio gin enthusiast and whiskey expert John Rhodes. John, it's great to see you. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, and it's actually nice to actually see you this time. I yeah. know. Right. Yes, we have opened our doors up to our guests again, so you can join us. I can actually gain. Yeah, this is nice. <laughs> and I mean, see just... John and see John on the Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three. Okay, so... You're a whiskey expert, but you also have a special interest in gin also. I love it. Yeah. My first ever drink that I had as a... a, Must have been about 11, 12 years old. 11? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That was my first spirits drink. My first alcohol was a beer that my uncle made. Um, and it was made beer. That sounds a bit lethal. Oh, he, he was really good at it, okay. though. He was. I spent the, most of my adult life looking for that same flavour, um, and I did find it in a beer in Germany, but I forgot to take a note of it, and I don't think you can get it here. But it just had a special kind of, you know, it's that first time you taste anything, you always remember it, uh, and this is this is where we're sort of going to. So, um, yeah, and then with the gin, it was good old gin and lime. Um, that was the drink, and that's that's what I remember from age of eleven, something like that. Gin um, and lime is a very good combination, but usually when we go to places, it's always gin and lemon. But yeah, I prefer lime also. It is, but uh, well, cucumber bitters. also. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, now we're getting into the flavors. So this is why I like gin. And now there's just you know there's an explosion of gin. The whole thing started at least five years ago in the UK, um, and it was I would say it's on the back of the whiskey explosion. Um, there are a lot of new distilleries starting up, um, uh, so they had to make money somehow. And so gin is a very quick way of making a drink that you can bottle within a few months or, or, or less. Really? Uh, so, so it's a fast kind it's, of... It's a very quick to make kind of thing. Not like um, whiskey where you take 12 years, Yeah, well, that's, years. that's the thing, right? Um, okay. You know, so it's this is why gin sort of really appeared on the market. And then you had specialist gin makers, and then the whole gin thing just took off uh, hugely. And on the back of that, or maybe uh, the guy was clever enough to see it, I, 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 this company, Fever Tree, um, they were one of the first ones to come up with, uh, let's say, themed tonic waters. So everyone's just been used to, to stuff like, okay, there we go. Uh, everyone's been used to just like, water. you know, Schweppes, that's, that's the big name uh, for tonic waters, and they're the sort of, like, say, standard. So now you've got Fever Tree, and then you've got uh, Imperial, Eastern Imperial, uh, they do the similar kind of thing with their own sort of flavor styles. So there's a few people around that have, have gone on to, to doing these things. Um, <clears throat> now. Give us a little bit of history well, of let's gin. Let's go into it. Yes, as ever, my favorite history. Uh, tonic, where does it come from? You know, you just think of a tonic. It's not just necessarily gin and tonic, although that's what everyone thinks of. So tonic has a, a, a background which in the word from, let's say, days of Latin, Greek, uh, means to stretch. And then from there, we'll sort of fast forward a bit, um, it became something where it was uh, to do, do with like uh, restoring health. But before that, it was like maintaining a healthy fitness of uh, tissues. Um, and that means muscle tissue, your body. And this is where sort of, let's say, the origins, and that sort of changed, <clears throat> let's say, around about 1600s, 1700s, became a tonic. And a tonic was something you would drink to make you feel better. <clears throat> uh, so... Uh, this this is where it all sort of uh, sort of came around with the word tonic. However, uh, with the word of tonic, it comes from it, you know holds quinine. Everyone knows this this history, and it's all to do with uh, uh, how do you say in the days of the British in India and getting through with malaria. Excuse me, 
um, in the, you know, in those days where quinine was the, the anti-malarial uh, stuff. Now, quinine uh, came from Peru, and this was sort of brought back to uh, Europe by Jesuit priests around about 1630s, something like that. And they noticed this, uh, that the locals used this to stop uh, muscle trembles for people who had fevers. And this, it was actually a very, also a very effective, uh, let's say, medicine against malaria. Um, so this is, this is where the beginnings of it were. Uh, so if we go uh, along a little bit more in time, we had um, uh, Charles II, uh, and he uh, had a, a bad case of malaria, and he was uh, cured from it with quinine. So, but quinine is very, very bitter. And if you have medicinal quinine, what they used to do in, in the days of, let's say, when the Brits were in India and places, um, it was mixed in with sugar and carbonated water. Uh, and that was the beginnings of tonic water. Now, that stuff, you know, uh, when you have, let's say, medicine-grade quinine, it's because it's so bitter, it's very, very hard to take. So, of course, they started to put in things like gin, and then you got gin and tonic. And that's, that's, the, the, that's the history that sort of comes from where it uh, arrived. However, um, what we've got here today is not just tonic. So that's your standard, let's say, tonic with uh, carbonated water and so on, and quinine. Quinine actually is a very, very small amount that sits in there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through these three tonics. And uh, I know no alcohol drinking. <laughs> yes, uh, sadly, so. <laughs> no alcohol <laughs> yeah, during yeah, lunchtime. Yeah. Um, not during lunchtime. Um, so what I did was a little bit of research last night. Uh, and uh, we, we, I went through uh, uh, some of the... Uh, through these things. So what are the three tonic waters we have so in front of us? So we've got your standard one, which listeners. is very similar to, let's say, what people recognize as gin and tonic, your standard sort of tonic. Okay. This one is tonic. called Mediterranean. Uh, so they've got flora mm. and fauna from around the Mediterranean to add a little bit of flavors to it. Still got quinine in there as well. Mediterranean tonic water. Uh, and then this is elderflower. Oh, and yeah. And elderflower is about as English as you can get. Uh, you know, uh, you, there's, there's nice... I think Strongbow, they make an elderflower. It can't be cider, but it's, it's something similar. Very, very nice. We tried that out too. Um, so elderflower wine as well. And so it has a very distinctive flavor. And how it worked with the gins is quite interesting. So I, I just picked one gin uh, and went through it. Um, and what it does is it gives you these different effects. And this is where it is. So as we go through it, so let's, let's, let's try a little bit for you. So here's a little bit of... A little bit of uh, standard, let's say. Right. Uh, they call it their premium Indian tonic water. Uh, so you have a taste of that. All right. This is um, the standard tonic water. So that's the standard tonic water. Uh, and it's just straightforward. Mm, it tastes uh, nice. Yeah. And it's, it is quite nice. Bubbly. Um, you know, it's, it is nice. It's on its own. But weirdly enough, because I, I think I've, I've drunk so much gin and tonic over the years, that when I have that on its own, I still feel like I'm actually having gin in it. <laughs> You know. It's quite <laughs> sweet, actually. We, we, I should mention that tonic water is actually very calorific. Oh, it's, tremendously, yeah. It is. But I don't like the, the slimline stuff the slim either because it kills yeah. the taste, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's, this is it. Um, I like everything that's got heavy with sugars because all the flavours are there, as they should. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Uh, so now that's the Mediterranean one. All right, and I'll give it a try. So we'll give that one a little whirl. Let's see how you get on with that. Okay, I, I can taste a slight difference. It tastes... Can you hear the bubbling? I wonder if our listeners can hear the... Oh, that's... I think yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's not everyone who's got access to the camera. Oh, that's good radio. Yeah, it's good radio, <laughs> isn't it? It's just lovely. Oh. Um, tastes a bit grassy, almost. 
Yeah, yeah. got a leafy taste to it, a leafy tonic. So that's that. That's the Mediterranean one. They don't exactly say what's in it, um, but this one obviously is. And I'll try this oh, yes, elderflower one. Flower. Thank you. I'll try that. Oh, this is very nice. <laughs> wow, this is really nice. It is, isn't it? It's like it? elderflower, but tonic water. Tonic water. Is, <laughs> I think they've got a very good balance with that one, actually. That is um, very and, and they're not the only brand on out there. It's delicious on its own, I'm sure. Hmm? Well, it's delicious like this on, on its, its own. On its own, yeah. I mean, you can, if, you, you know, if you're not really wanting to drink alcohol, you have that in a, in a tall glass, you know, a couple of clunks of ice, add in a little bit of, if you can, let's say... Um, Get the tin of you know, get tin lychee and take the syrup from that, and put that into there, uh, and then also with a little sprig of mint, and like it's lychee. great. Lychee, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, but the the juice from the lychee, yeah. um, uh, for, you know, the you get these tin lychee, uh, whatever, and it's quite sweet. But if you add that in, you get the flavour of the lychee in there as well, uh, and it just adds to that. It's it's a really really nice combination. Um, but if you do, you just put in a bit of gin. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, if you don't, you know, if you don't want the gin, fine. It's just great as a tall drink on its own in summer. Um, so, when I was going through these last night, I was like, okay, curiosity. How does it taste? Why have all these different flavors? Because there's so many flavors of gin out there. Um, and uh, I think the really famous one, I think, really kicked it off was Hendrix. So that's the one with the served with a cucumber, um, and it works extremely well. The, the combination that they set up for that was fantastic, and it, it worked tremendously. And then from there on, you got a lot of people they making gins everywhere. Um, we've got one. We, we although we have a whiskey shop, we do actually have uh, a gin. It's Edinburgh gin, uh, and it's rhubarb. And it's, rhubarb yeah. gin. I've never heard of it's, that before. It's, I mean, it's still got your basic flavors. I mean, the basic stuff in gin is still like dry gin. It's like juniper. That's, that's the main yeah. characteristic. Um, uh, maybe licorice root, things like that. That is a, a, a great one, which I reckon is worthy of just as a sipping gin. You know, where you can just, if you can drink that stuff straight, that's a sipping drink. You just put it in a bit of uh, ice and away you go. Let's rewind a little bit, uh, John. And, and it's true because a lot of the times when we think of whiskey, we can mix it with something, a mixer, and we can sip whiskey. Gin, it seems like a new thing to, be, to have sipping gins. Talk us through that a little bit. Or yeah, is it new or is it just... It's, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm chasing stuff like that all the time because it's, you know, that's for me for whiskeys. Um, you know, a bit of a Puritan and a nerd when it comes to that sort of Puritan. stuff. You know, um, <laughs> Yeah, whiskey shouldn't be mixed with anything. Um, but then I'm, I'm slightly changing that as well. So my next step that I'm going to be playing around with is actually I'm going to try out all these tonics with different whiskies and see what happens. Just purely as a Friday afternoon fun thing. And who knows, I might find something interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's the next step that I want to sort of look into these tonics because they have different flavors of gin, different tonics, different combinations. And you suddenly got a permutation that's like thousands. Uh, so yeah, this is what we want to play around with. Can you have blended gin? For example, you know, with whiskey, you can have blended. Can, can you have blended gin? Does that exist? Have you heard it of that before? It sort of does in the manufacturing process, let's say, okay. uh, or, or the production process. Manufacturing sounds so, yeah, factory. <laughs> right? um, what they'll do is you, you can get, let's say, different constituents of gin um, going into the base alcohol. So the base alcohol doesn't really have any flavor. Put that in with the gin and you can go in at different points and you make maybe two different styles then you can blend it to create what you want mm. but that whole blending process can take a little bit of time um if people want to really see how gin is made i'm, I'm going to put out another shout for two moons distillery 
Hong Kong's first gin distillery. They're in Taiwan. So all you island people, you can stay on the island. You don't have to go across the water. Make the effort. Um, yeah, but get onto the website. Get in touch with them. They do tastings, and you can go to their distillery, and it's well worth it. I, I had, didn't know Hong Kong had its own local gin factory. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, well, actually, there was a story about that. There was another guy who set himself up, said he was Hong Kong's first gin uh, and he got busted by uh, Hong Kong Customs because actually he was bringing stuff in that had been made in overseas somewhere um, and put and in the blank bottles. And then he just stuck labels on. But he had a still and a picture of it in a warehouse and pretended that this is where it was made, except the thing was covered in yeah. dust. And, and So he got busted about a month or so ago, uh, which, is, which is unfortunate. But I love stories like that. You know, it's like, okay... The, you know, bootlegging and everything. Everyone's so soft these days. No one does anything illegal properly. So, um, yeah, <laughs> anyway. But uh, this is, but yeah, Two Moons Distillery. Uh, go to Charon. Very, very good. Get in touch with them through their website and do make the effort. Pay the money. Um, it's, it's like paying for two gin and tonics in a bar. Uh, and they, they put you through and they, they show you how they make it. They show you the still, everything like that. It's a great little place. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased to see it. You know, it's, it's Hong Kong has its own distillery. There's another one there as well somewhere which I've heard about but I haven't yet sort of looked into. But certainly the, the, they're the first ones, the first proper uh, distillery in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the blending, yes, you, you sort of do it in that kind of way. Okay, speaking of mixing and, and, and blending, JR, how do you go about choosing your tonic water? Good uh, question. Uh, Depends the, on the, your mood. The honest answer is I don't yet know because I'm still exploring it. You know, yeah. there's I'm, you know there's so many different tonics out there. So when I was going through yesterday, I was I, I just picked a standard sort of London dry gin, uh, uh, that kind of style. So I went through with this. Now what I found was when you had the premium one uh, and you had that, that one was actually uh, as you would expect. It and actually enhances certain flavors of the gin. Mm. Um, and that's what it does. It brings it out and it sweetens it and it's, it's great, just as your standard gin and tonic. Then when I got to this one, uh, like, so I've, got to, I've got to get back to my tasting notes here. <laughs> actually, I actually write these down. So, okay, um, yeah, what I found, it was like a, a, it brings out citrus flavors from the gin. Now, mm. gins do have these citrus flavors, whether it's from a grapefruit style or lemon or coriander or these these kinds of citrus flavors um it, it brought out citrus notes into it right and that was really uh that was a quite interesting part of it um it, it was interesting how it worked it works all on the palate much more like with whiskey it happens on the nose this works on the palate and you get a long aftertaste and the the taste that come out uh from that is is quite interesting this is like the, the main flavors that come out you still get that underlying gin flavor um, but that was, that was quite quite an interesting little uh, experience. Then we got to number three, uh, which was the elderflower. And that one, you've tasted it, it has actually quite a long flavor on its own. Yeah. When you put the gin in, I won't say it completely masks it, but it completely changes the experience when you put in gin with that one because although elderflower is actually quite a light kind of flavor, it's one of these kind of flavors that seem to be very you know, it, it, uh, pervasive and it gets really gets in there. Uh, so... This had a very different effect. It was like, wow, okay, this is, this is quite interesting. So uh, when we got to the, the flavor notes on that, it was like, uh, yeah, it, it sort of overwhelms the gin, but it, it's very, very complimentary, and it masks the gin. It's, you don't get that feeling of that very, let's say, the juniper and, and all these sorts of things. Um, 
And that one, I, to be honest, quite dangerous because you can drink it <laughs> really, you know, you hype that yes. stuff down because it's like, oh, you <laughs> have some more of that. Um, and I, was diff- I tried it in different ratios because now we're talking about ratios of gin to, to the actual stuff. So one to one ratio uh, just to try out. And that was a little bit too much with the gin. When I got to a ratio of like two parts of gin, uh, sorry, so, oop, oop. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> let's real. try that again. <laughs> uh, one part of gin and two, two parts, parts tonic. To, to tonic. I found that was that was a, for me on my personal palate. I found that to be quite a very good balance, um, and that's that's when this started to get really dangerous because it's like oof, oof, yeah. oof. Um, um, for me, it's <laughs> about it's, it's, one part gin and three parts tonic. That's it kind is, of, but that's your bars, uh, yeah. and and you know, I mean, I'm very cynical, and you're there, they're there, they're, 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 they're well, they don't water it down, but they want you to feel, you know, they don't want you to be like feel like, oh, that's really strong, and I'm just going to have the one. Yeah, you know, of course they want you to have more, but. Some of them are just fantastic. And yeah, maybe it's because, you know, I, I, I kind of, how do I put this politely? I need a bit more of a flavor hit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to it's say alcohol. Polite, I'm trying yeah. to say not alcohol hit. Well, it's a flavor hit. So I can, you know, like really enjoy the flavors. Uh, so I, I, I quite, you know, I tend to have uh, my ratios are a little bit different, maybe. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will also, if, if they enjoy a, a drink or two, uh, a gin or two, they will also find that gin is one of those drinks where they can start the evening with um, and end the evening with and, and also have a meal throughout with another gin and tonic. It's a really versatile <sighs> drink. You know, you it, can have it at a barbecue. Yeah. You can have it uh, with your, I don't know, with, with your burger or with with your vegan <laughs> meal if you like. Ah, um, uh, yeah, it's quite a versatile. It's I like. would say the one, the one of the things I want to get into is salads. Oh yeah, uh, different okay. salads and fruit salads, and try that yes. because you've got all these botanicals that go into the gins. You're and right. so this is where I want to. This, you know, I'm, I'm sort of exploring this. You know, I've been very standard gin, gin, gin and lime, gin and tonic. Uh, or, or actually, the other ones. It's oh, there's another good one. Ginger beer, by the way. Oh yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Ginger so, ale is also good with it. Yeah, sort of. um, it's there's so many things that you can do with it. Um, but it's it's that's technically it's not a tonic. Uh, but you you have that, like you say, with all the the flavors of of meals. And it does go with it, which is kind of worrying because <laughs> it's quite strong. John, that's an excellent point because my next question was really how to garnish your gin and tonic. And you brought up that excellent point about salads. And you can sort of garnish it with lychee, with, with the syrups, with just different um, veggies, if you like, cucumber. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Uh, I've never tried it with broccoli, but, you know, there's always a first. <laughs> <laughs> and, and good luck getting rhubarb in Hong Kong. I've never seen rhubarb in Hong Kong. No. If anyone out there knows where you can get rhubarb do let me know that doesn't cost like a hundred dollars a stick right um because that's that'd be quite interesting one to try out but then because raw rhubarb's quite hard going um but it would be interesting to make a rhubarb uh, let's say like a crumble you know the, the, the yes, boiler rhubarb crumble. and that's like you get that very zingy acidic flavors going on mm. it's like ah, that, that could be a very good mix to put into a gin yes. along with a tonic pomegranate yeah. And that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. crunchiness of it. I know where I'm going for the rest of this yeah. afternoon. I'm, <laughs> it's just, great perfect weather for it. You know, it's the right. This is the right weather. Uh, so everyone sort of like goes in for that. But there are so many gins out there. There's gins that have much less of that juniper flavor, and they've got a lot more. Uh, let's say, uh, I would say, there's actually three main categories. Let's say woody flavors, um, then the, the the fruity type floral ones. Um, and then you've got the greens, is what I call the greens. And these are the more like, like the cucumbers, the corianders, the, the, all those sorts of things. And those are the three main ones that I, I'm aware of. 
Um, and also the citrusy ones. Uh, yeah. So that's sort of maybe you get lime, but you get orange. Um, the Japanese gins uh, came to my attention. So there's there's one company that makes four. I think I mentioned it last time I was there. I've had a little bit little bit more experience with those ones. Um, and two of them has really got quite noticeable mushroom flavors. And they have mushroom in the the making of the gin. But this was like, wow. So that, that to me, that sort of goes down to sort of like That's that brown, of woody kind of stuff. ingredient to have in a gin. Mushroomy. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose I know what you mean. That woody flavor. It goes, it's, it sits goes in that well. kind of, you know, that sort of yeah. grouping, let's say, um, for it. Uh, so there's some interesting stuff out there. Uh, and that's absolutely not necessarily just like, as you think, for example, Tankery or Gordon's or, or these kinds of gins, which have that standard sort of gin uh, sort of flavors to them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's this is I, I don't want to go down that route. I'm going to do that. Um, In terms yeah. of garnish, another thing popped into my mind and that's sort of edible flowers. I'm sure I've seen sort of upmarket, upscale decorations of gin and tonic and people decorating them with flowers. Yeah, uh, I mean the Going obvious ones, rose, yes. uh, rose and rose water. Uh, so that's that's definitely one of those. Definitely. All mm. right. Um, in terms of um, what about in terms of uh, drinking it on its own, or I mean uh, with ice or without ice, because you don't want to water it down. Are you strict with that? Um, if I want to taste the gin just for itself, then I'll, I won't put ice in. But if I find one that, oh, this is a sipping gin, uh, like the, the rhubarb one, yeah, clunk of ice. Okay. Probably put in a little, like, say, the garnish. Um, for that one, I don't know yet. I'd, I'd probably go the good old-fashioned mint. Uh, but maybe, you know, I was thinking about... Because some purists don't do that with whiskey. They're like, oh, oh no, I, no ice with whiskey. No, so but we, we, we'll get back to that yeah. at the end of the year, you know, when, when we go into that uh, sort of whole thing again. But... Um, the ice, no, I've, I've discovered that one or two of our whiskies that we have go really well with ice, oh. uh, really well with ice. And that was a revelation. It's like, oh, because I, I was struggling to sort of like, how do you drink this whiskey? Because it wasn't in the normal way, you know, in a, in a standard whiskey glass and you, you nose it, taste it. And like, that was, that's nice. You add water or not or whatever. Um, and I was struggling with a couple of them. And one of them, I just thought, oh, I'll give it a go with just good old fashioned rocks glass. And it was, oh, you know, it was a third of a bottle gone before I knew what was happening. Well, not not quite that quick. You know, a couple of hours, but it was <laughs> it was like like oh that disappeared. Other people came along, and that was it. I think we started at like six in the evening, and and by eight it was eight thirty nine o'clock. It was gone between the three of us. It goes by very quickly, just like time. Um, oh. John, I'm afraid we're approaching the news now. Remind our listeners once again how we can find out more about you and your work. Have you got a website? Uh, right. I mean, I have a website, um, which is caskills.com, but that's just lists all the products we've got. In terms of what I do, I suppose maybe on Facebook we're going to do a little bit of more of that. Now, I did want you to have a quick smell of this. Have we got time? Yes, 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Just give me your initial. Oh. oh, I don't know what to make of it. It smells a bit... Give me a colour. Think of a colour. Purple. Ah, that's interesting. That's, that's actually dill. Oh, really? Oh, yes, it does smell That's like dill. absolute dill. Uh, All right. It's actually a vodka. So really? maybe we'll be talking about that next time. <laughs> next time it is. Thank you. <laughs>